Step up to a Nordic Track treadmill with iFit. iFit controls speed, incline, and decline, which means the treadmill automatically mimics the changing terrain on the screen or adjusts the speed to the trainer's cues without you having to touch a thing. Explore Nordic Track treadmills at nordictrack.com. Welcome to AMR Trains, a podcast about training and racing and endurance sports. I'm Dimity McDowell, co-founder of Another Mother Runner. Um, today is a little bit of a fangirl episode because I am talking to New York City-based Kara Katruzula, a journalist, playwright, and author of Do It For Yourself, a motivational journal. She's also the founder of The Brass Ring, a daily news- newsletter that focuses on productivity. It's short and smart, and it fires me up to work five days a week. Kara is also a runner, of course, and today I wanted to tap into her expertise on a variety of things, including how to make a habit stick, perspectives every runner should have, and how movement enhances creativity. So we're just going to hit them all, Kara. Are you ready? Welcome. Amazing. I'm ready. Thank you so much for having me. Well, so first, Kara, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, you, you, uh, had a very complimentary intro there, which covers a lot of my creative work and uh, as a little bit of personal background. I'm a group in California in the Central Valley, and um, you moved to New York after college. I went to school at UCLA, uh, majored in English, uh, moved to New York and just wanted to work with words in some way. So I um, ended up getting an internship at the Daily Beast um, as a culture intern and in turn just learned a lot about uh, magazines, journalism, uh, how to be a writer, how to be an editor. And um, yeah, for the last uh, eight or nine years, I've been a freelance writer and editor and um, a runner for most of that time. And, uh, you know, it ebbs and flows, but uh, in a nice little streak right now of of running. So uh, yeah, a lot of writing a lot of words and running a lot of miles, I think is uh, how I've tried to, to measure my progress over the last few years. That's great. That's great. And so tell us about your running. You, you did you did you run in college or did you start running at when you moved to New York City or kind of tell us how you got into running? Yeah, I definitely did not run in college and I don't think I ever even visited the beautiful gym at UCLA even once, which uh, I'm sort of ashamed by and we had a a, a lovely track too, but um you know, in college you're sort of doing a million different things and Uh, running just wasn't one of them. And I'd been in New York for a few years. And I think I I was just looking for something that didn't involve the gym, because I spent a lot of time indoors uh, at at an office working. And that was cheap, because I wasn't making a huge amount of money. And so I bought my first pair of running shoes at um, Payless for like $20 and started by running to Prospect Park. I was living in Brooklyn at the time, so that was maybe a mile and a half away. And then thought, this is fun. So I'll just, uh, I'll just see how, how this goes. And, you know, gradually built up my miles. And then a friend convinced me to run a, one race with her. And I thought, oh, I, I you know, I, I don't know about that. I don't know about racing. And, you know, I, I ran a four mile race and sort of got addicted to that finish line feeling. And yeah, just kind of kept going from there. 
Yeah. So you run the New York City Marathon twice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, trained for it four times. Is that correct? Yeah. You know, we all get injured. Um, so uh, a couple of times I, I, I didn't make it to that start line. But, um, you know, the I always thought that the training was the thing that sort of anchored my creative life and my work life as well. So when I was training for a marathon, like everything else seemed to be going well at the same time, um, which is which is sort of funny. But uh, yeah, and I've, you know, run a lot of half marathons and, and other distances. But, uh, there, you know, there is something really uh, wonderful about that, that four month training period uh, that, you know, kind of crystallizes how important it is to just kind of get out there every day and, and build that habit and, and find that that start line. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, and um, I, I mean, it reminds me, you, you, it's, you didn't play sports in college, um, but I did, but it, it, it also organizes your life, right? If you're like, well, if I have to do six miles before I go to work, you know, then I need to get up at this time and then I'll be at work and then I'll come home and I'm too tired to do anything, you know, and that it's, it's, it's lovely that the way that it kind of just subconsciously organizes everything. Yeah, that's a perfect, perfect way to put it. I, I, um, it, everything ends up finding a spot and especially when you work for yourself or, you know, if, if it's hard to find structure in your life in other ways, just having that one sort of immovable, immovable block of time, uh, committed to running or, you know, cross training or, or whatever, um, that all is building towards this one goal. I think, uh, it just, yeah, it locks everything into place. It does. Well, you sound like you're, you're talking from your, from your newsletter, which I'll link to for sure. in the show notes, again, it's called brass ring daily. Um, and you write about fluid, important topics, like how to change your narrative or how to slow down or how to find confidence, um, and things that are applicable to, of course, professional life, but they also feel like they just really apply to like real life and running. So can you, first of all, tell us how the brass ring daily came about? Yeah, you know, I about four years ago, um, four years ago this week, actually, I started, I started writing it um, because as a freelance writer, I think, you know, you have to wait a lot on other people, you have to wait for a story to get greenlit by an editor, Um, you have to wait for it to get published, you have to wait to get paid. And I, I just wanted something that I could sort of own myself, um, that I didn't have to um, sort of moderate, like, the types of things I wanted to say, but also um, something to organize my life and organize my writing life. Because if if I'm writing this every day, um, there's no second guessing about, you know, when is it going to happen? When am I going to send it? What am I going to say? You know, I just have to find something to say. And once I started it, I, I wasn't really sure how long I could maintain a, a daily pace, but now it's sort of become a really the, the crux of my my writing life. It forces me to think about, you know, what kind of progress have I made? Uh, where, what am I aiming for? What are my goals right now? What might other people be be thinking about in this moment? Um, you know, and the smaller example of, you know, it's Monday, what might be the energy of someone reading this email right now about to go back to work? Or, um, you know, it's, it's the middle of the, uh, election and you know there's not an answer about who's going to be president like what is the energy of someone who's reading it at that point um and yeah trying to find something uh, both personal and universal to say out of that 
Yeah. Well, and um, I mean, writing a newsletter five days a week, uh, having done that for a, a stretch, um, that is a true work, a true, um, uh, not work is the wrong word, a true testament to your consistency, right? And diligence, because yeah, you have to, I mean, yes, certainly you get into a pattern, but you have to get that motor going and, and maintain that momentum. And it's a lot like running too. Like you mentioned, you're on a streak. So talk a little bit about how you find consistency, um, in both your running and, and the newsletter. Yeah, they're so linked. It's it's really funny because I, I've just sort of accepted the fact that I am someone who needs to do something uh, either every day or not at all. Or if not every day, then, then very consistently. Um, I wouldn't, uh, moderating I think is is tricky. And so it's definitely, I've, I, Gretchen Rubin would call it either a moderator or an abstainer uh, sort of mindset. And, um, you know, the running, I started a streak um, from Thanksgiving to New Year's Day, and this is something that Runner's World has, has talked about and promoted for a number of years. And I did it last year because I just definitely did not have a running routine. And I thought, you know, okay, a mile a day from Thanksgiving to New Year's, that's perfectly doable. And I mean, I ended up traveling home to uh, California. This was 2019, not this last uh, holiday season. And, you know, I still managed to find that that time to take, you know, 20 minutes by the time you get dressed and, and get out the door and everything and run mile and come home. I managed to find the time between, you know, working, uh, creative projects, uh, relationships, friendships, and, um, and traveling. And I, I just had such a such a sense of accomplishment. Um, in, in at, on that New Year's Day, and then of course the day after, I I stopped the streak, and um, and it's not that all is lost, but I I realized that I kind of wanted to to reap that benefit um, for for beyond the streak's duration. So this year I I started again. Um, definitely do not have as many sort of extracurricular activities that I'm doing, so there's there was kind of no excuse that I couldn't find ten minutes during the day. Um, yeah, and, and started a streak in Thanksgiving and, and went through New Year's Day and. The day after that, I thought, well, I might as well just run another mile. And so, you know, some days I, I literally only run a mile. Some days I'll do much more. But that idea of of not breaking the chain of these daily accomplishments just becomes very addictive. And, and that also holds true for the newsletter, which, um, you know, it, it's that, again, that idea of you never have to ask yourself, when are you going to do it? Um, or, or should I do it? Because you're going to do it. It's a day. So you're going to cross it off the list. Um, that's, that's been something that definitely works for me. And I know it's not for everyone. Um, but it, it, I feel like I sort of unlocked part of my mind and, and how it's, it's, it forms habits in that way. Perfect segue, because um, one of the things that you're very good at explaining is breaking down um, things that you feel like should be intuitive and easy and natural and realizing that they are in fact not that, which is like a setting a habit, right? Um, and you wrote about it for Medium. You talked about how to get something going, right? And I um, I wanted you to talk through that if you can remember and I can help you, I can prompt you because <laughs> I have the notes here. Um, but I mean, you really the idea is to go small, right? To make it just crazy, crazy, easy, doable, small. Yeah, I'm a huge advocate of just the the smallest possible output, um, especially in the beginning. And so 
that's why the mile a day uh, really attracted me. Um, and, you know, for some people I can, they might say, well, you know, if I'm going to get dressed and get out there, I'm going to have to take a shower after I have to do all of this. Like, why would I only run a mile? And that's sort of the, the trick though, because once you get out there and you run more than that, then that's just an extra, extra win. So, um, the finding something that's small enough to feel valuable to you, I think is, is kind of the key. I mean, I, I have a friend who just sent me a message and said, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to start running 90 seconds a day just to get in that habit. And I was like, this is amazing. This is perfect. This is exactly what you should be doing. Someone who, you know, hasn't run in a long time and has the shoes out. And just now we'll get into that, that routine of, um, cause we, I think we forget about all the little things that have to happen for you to continue with a habit. And that includes finding all your running gear, you know, like, uh, you know, understanding uh, how long it's going to take you to, to do a mile, what your route is. And, and when life changes, if you, if you move or your routine changes or you're working from home, that trickles down into, um, definitely into affecting a running routine as well. And it just can so easily disappear. You know, I, I've talked with friends who, um, you know, go long periods of, of having a very strict schedule and strict routine, and then something happens, a little hiccup, and then they just can't get back onto it. So I think finding that that smallest uh, sort of measurable output that you can, that you can get a win at every day, um, every other day, a couple times a week, um, is definitely the thing that at least can, can get that routine integrated into your life again. Sure, sure. Well, and one of the things, again, one of the articles that you sent me that you'd written was about doing a planking challenge for Shape Magazine, um, where you're trying to do five minutes of plank a day, which first of all, five in a row is a lot. <laughs> Find that? Or- yeah, I- no, it was, de- it was definitely a lot. I think, you know, I might do you know, on the left side for a minute, right side for a minute, maybe probably check my phone for a few minutes and then do uh, a regular plank. And um, as long as I did all of them eventually in a day, I I feel like that counts. Yeah. Oh, it definitely did. I mean, that's, and that's how you set it up to be clear. It wasn't just like you had to hold it for five minutes, but it was interesting because um, you you were kind of on and off the way that you documented it. Like some days you were just like, "Ah, I didn't do it. Some days you were at it full force. And um, one of the questions that you talk about when making a habit is like, okay, but do I actually care about this? And I'm just curious, did you care about planking or was it just more kind of like a cute little, not cute little, but an experiment in figuring out consistency? Yeah, I think it was more of an experiment. I think that's a very, um, that's a very astute observation. I probably didn't care to be honest, because I think you have to, you have to sort of understand like, and, and articulate it to yourself, how is this habit going to improve my life? Because otherwise there's no point in, in doing it, right? So I have, from years of running, it's made me understand that, um, you know, running a mile will absolutely improve my day, improve my mindset, um, improve my creativity and, and make me feel better no matter what. But, you know, planking probably doesn't have that same effect. Sure. Um, and it could, you know, it definitely has health benefits and all of that, but that it doesn't have the sort of um, multi-tiered uh, benefit that that other things can have, like 
say, you know, writing a, a newsletter or, you know, um, any other habit that you sort of want to incorporate into your life. So I definitely think you have to find something that that you just that you want to do. Um, and if you don't want to do it, you know, ask yourself um, why that is. And um, because I think definitely forcing yourself into a habit or having these sort of um, punitive feelings towards, uh, you know, exercising or, or running or, um, or even, you know, creating or writing um, just doesn't really feel sustainable, I think, in the long run. Agreed. Agreed. Well, and so did the, did your newsletter turn into Do It For Yourself, which is the, the journal that you just released? Um, was it in December of 2020? Was that when it came out? Yeah, it's all a blur. I think it was, uh, it was actually in uh, September and it, it did, the newsletter had a, um, in a way did sort of lead to the journal. Uh, one of the people who subscribed was an editor at a publisher and they were talking about creating a journal that sort of combined uh, creativity and productivity techniques with sort of beautifully designed illustrations by Tessa Forrest, who has a great Instagram called Subliming. And, you know, I had written so much about these topics that um, this editor thought, um, you know, I might, I might have something to say for this journal. So that was sort of how it, how it led to, uh, to this journal, which um, has been a, it was, it was wonderful to create. And it is even an added benefit, just seeing it in the hands of a lot of, a lot of people and having people fill it out. And as they're working towards new goals in the new year, that's been very gratifying. Yeah. Seeing it, I saw it on my local Target shelf like that, that I was like, yeah. Kara. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so targeted. That's the ultimate win. I think in my book, that's where I spent most of my uh, teenage years hanging out <laughs> the aisles of Target. <laughs> well, so on, on the pages of do it for yourself, um, you have these beautiful phrases on nearly every spread. Um, and again, like, I just feel like you're so good at like, uh, you know, capsulizing some really important sentiments into short, memorable meaningful phrases. So um, I just want you to talk about them either as it relates to running or professional or where it came from. Um, the first one is start before you're ready. I love that start before you're ready because, because why? Yeah. Cause we, cause you'll never be ready. You know, I think uh, the, the ready goalpost moves uh, every, every day, every hour. Um, I'm ne I never really feel ready to, write a new piece, write a new song, um, you know, pitch someone something that feels a little intimidating to me or to, you know, run or go running. You know, I never really feel like this is the, unless I'm meeting someone for a run, that's a different story. But um, I think, I think that idea of, of accepting that you're, you're not going to feel a hundred percent ready and able to do something, but taking the risk to do it anyway uh, is something that I've just sort of had to learn through experience and through talking with people who have taken risks um, in, in a similar way. And, you know, it's it's probably something I need to repeat to myself again and again, um, because it can apply to so many different instances. And I, and I think, um, you know, that, that, that fear is, the fear of of moving forward is is usually the thing that that stops us from uh, tackling something that feels a little larger than our our current 
uh, daily routines or, or uh, habits that we're sort of entrenched in, especially now. Sure, sure. Okay, next one um, definitely applies to running. Comparison kills you. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, I've never thought of that in, a, in relation to running, but absolutely. I mean, um, you know, that can, that can apply if you're, if you're running and you see someone, you know, a little bit ahead of you and you think like, oh, well, not that you necessarily want to beat them, but maybe you're using them as like a, a, an, a mark to, you know, surpass or, or make it to that next spot. I mean, you could use a light post or something too, but, um, you know, in, in that sense, I think like if it's spurring you on and for your own personal, uh, encouragement um, that can that can sometimes help but um, you know when it comes to uh, racing times and and uh, you know the progress of your your friends or, or people you know and and how fast people are um, I, I think that it's definitely challenging for runners um, who are reaching for their own goals but I think we always have to remember that they're, they're your own goals you know um some people aren't really obsessed with with speed and times and maybe they want to go really long um or maybe they want to just you know reap the benefits of having their own running routine and you know checking off those miles every week but um you know something that it did take me a while to learn a couple of years was i always thought like I only run by myself. Um, you know, it's my my own like meditative time. Um, I I don't want a friend to think like I'm too slow or too fast or we can't you know we can't talk while we're running and and it, it really limited my running in a way because um, running with other people is like one of the greatest feelings in the world. So after I finally sort of did a group. Uh, running class with New York road runners and then joined a running group and was running with, with friends two or three times a week. Um, I was just amazed how quickly the miles would pass and the hours would pass. Um, and I thought, wow, I can actually get a huge benefit out of this, that it's not about comparison. It's actually about like lifting each other up and, and knowing that we're all doing the same act together and, really no one if one of my other favorite sayings is nobody's watching you know I think nobody really cares if you're 15 seconds off of your time of last week or whatever but um you know there there are definitely other benefits you can get from once you sort of take that comparison veil off absolutely absolutely we, we should say prior to this podcast starting I, you and I talked about or you mentioned that you don't really pay attention to your times and that was me too. I mean, certainly, yes, I'd notice like my average splits and that kind of thing. But if you asked me what my PR was in the 10 K, like I couldn't tell you, or, you know, like, it's just not, Oh my gosh. No. So I can't tell you a single PR. I know like my marathon times because like that's sort of embedded in your head forever. But, um, but I, yeah, P PRs were never, were never a huge part of why I ran. They weren't even a minor part of why I ran. I think, um, it, it was more about, the the regularity it gave my life and um yeah the organization and and just the the positive optimistic feelings that i would get after every mile um to me that that just felt um like they're you know the reason why i run yeah 
Whatever your reason for running indoors, whether parenting duties, safety, or convenience, you owe it to yourself to get a Nordic Track treadmill with iFit Interactive Connected Technology. It's a game changer. With a huge touchscreen, iFit transports you to an energetic studio workout class or stunning locations filmed in more than 40 countries across all seven continents. iFit offers up thousands of on-demand workouts from walking and hiking excursions up to speed building intervals and everything in between. There are even yoga boot camp and cross training sessions that will have you hopping off the treadmill. As I await delivery of my Nordic Track treadmill with iFit technology, I'm living vicariously through other mother runners who are already putting in miles on theirs, like Pam Harris, who was a guest on last week's show. Pam wrote in an email, I love using the iFit workouts on my Nordic Track treadmill to travel out of my house. I'm a beach girl stuck far from the ocean, so my favorite runs always involve the water, like today's four-miler along the coast of Santa Cruz, California. I also enjoy walking and hiking tours that take me to faraway locales. I've been traversing New England with trainers Jed Brophy and Graham McTavish, and I adore both the scenery and the guy's banter. Working from home, I sweet-talk my dad into making me a treadmill desk, and I walk and work for an hour or so several days a week. As Pam details, the possibilities on a Nordic track are endless. To see what she and I are talking about, head to nordictrack.com. That's N-O-R-D-I-C-T-R-A-C-K.com. See where you can go with Nordic Track Treadmill with iFit. Um, Okay, two more. Um, uh, Who cares? Do better. Move on. That's a little bit like what we just talked about. Like, who cares? really nobody, right? Like the other thing that I often say is, you know, you're not going to put your finishing times on your tombstone. You know, they're not, <laughs> it doesn't matter, right? Even for, you know, the Olympians, they're not going to say she ran a 222 marathon or whatever, but who cares? Do better move on. Talk a little bit about that and that perspective that can bring to your life. Yeah, that sounds harsh, doesn't it? Um, I think, uh, yeah, that, that idea of, um, you know, I, I think of in the context of of individual workouts that could be really helpful because, you know, sometimes you're just not feeling it. I mean, I had a run the other day where, uh, you know, I wear glasses and I had a mask on and my, my mask was soggy and my glasses were fogged up and it was raining and my, my shoes were wet. And I was also, um, my headphones were falling out. Just one of those, like, everything is, is like off, like the opposite of like any sort of flow state or, or fluid motion. And, I just started laughing because I just thought like, I will not remember these little annoyances um, in the moment. I was just out for a couple of, you know, a couple of miles, like continue the streak. I was going to be back home um, and this would soon be out of my mind. And so I just thought like another run will be better than this one. So I will just wait for that run. And in the moment, I will just focus on unfogging my glasses and and getting home um so that idea of you know the the miles are going to pass and um and especially as someone who's like been injured multiple times like you you can come back from that too and so um you know moving on is is easier said than done but i think as runners we've all become very well versed in in that experience totally all right. And then the final one, and this one, um, I think is, uh, universal to almost every runner, the way you speak to yourself matters, right? The way you speak yeah. matters. And I think in professional too, I mean, if you want to talk just a little bit about that, both running or, um, work-wise or creative creativity-wise or whatever makes sense for you, how it resonates. 
Yeah, you know that I think we, we all have a, an internal narrative going through our heads about our lives or our days, um, what we're thinking and feeling, and we are the protagonist of of this narrative, right? And um, you know, it's so easy to get caught in a loop of of I'm not doing enough. I'm not either. I'm not running enough, working enough. Uh, I'm or I'm not enough period. And um, it it's so funny because th this can play over and over without us actually realizing that it is just a story that we're telling ourselves. And once you sort of like poke that balloon a little bit, um, you can start to see that it, it's actually just a, it is just a, a story and it's hard to it's it's hard to rewrite it. I'm not gonna lie, um, but I think first acknowledging like what is the narrative that you're saying over and over again. What are the things you're saying to yourself um, is is a really solid first step because um, you can sort of see like if it's the same thing over and over again. Like you're, it might just start to bore you. Uh, that's something that that happens often if I'm sort of in a rut. I'm just like, I'm kind of sick of this this narrative that that I'm telling myself. Like, you know, I, I'm, you know, I don't run races anymore, or I, I, I can't run far, or wh whatever it is that can sort of like get in your mind. Um, if you start to sort of see like this is this is something that that hasn't always been there that's something that has sort of ingratiated itself into your head for whatever reason um and just kind of like investigating that and asking like well is that true and um if it's not then how can you change it you know so um yeah those are those are sort of the steps that i i like to take and um that also reminds me of another uh, piece that I wrote years ago about um, something called like a, a gratitude run. And I think it was like a couple of Thanksgivings ago where I, I, I love to run like on holidays. Uh, it just feels very celebratory. And so I went out for a run and I just tried to think of like all the things I was grateful for that year. And, you know, the sort of repetitive nature of running just made it, uh, this very like soothing activity. And so thinking about the, the people I was grateful for and the things and activities and, and all of that. And I, I kind of tried to do that during successive runs as well. Um, and that sort of helped change the narrative. So if instead of saying like, you know, it's cold, it's raining, um, I'm, I'm exhausted, my feet hurt, uh, my shoes are terrible. It was just like, what are the things that, that I have now that I'm, I'm really happy to have? So um, just a couple of, of, of tweaks of how you can actually speak to yourself in, in hopefully a, a more positive way. Yeah, I love that. I love that. All right. Well, so you, you kind of alluded um, to how running kind of spurs your creativity or makes you feel alive, makes you feel... Um, gives you organization, you know, um, makes you feel optimistic. Can you just talk a little bit about the link between um, movement and your personal creativity? Because you're not just a journalist and a journal writer. You've also, you also write musicals um, or um, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to put, put the wrong words in your mouth, but plays, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly right. 
Um, and uh, yeah, that that's creativity and and running has definitely been linked to me, uh, linked to running uh, because I've you know I've had experiences where I'm sort of racking my brain at my computer or like I've been editing or, or writing for a few hours and there's thought like I can't like my, my brain is spent but like my body is sort of wanting to do something else so in those instances when I go out for a run usually midway through I find like that sentence that I need or I think about someone I should interview um, when I'm writing uh, songs for musicals often I'll have headphones in and play like the melody of something I, I need to write lyrics to and it sort of you know gets into your brain the more you run and you know I would be able to find words much more quickly while running because my body is just engaged with something else and so it just we've all had that experience where your brain just kind of calms down a little bit and then the answers kind of kind of come to you. So I'm curious, just from a logistical standpoint, so you finally get that lyric or, you know, that sentence or whatever, do you stop and like, you know, do a voice memo or type it into your phone or do you put it in like and repeat in your head? How do you know you're going to remember it when you get home? Yeah, this is, this is tricky. Um, I, I've been known to, yeah, stop in the middle of a run and pull up my notes app and write a lyric, especially a lyric, because those are kind of, those are hard. So if you get something that sounds good, you you definitely don't want to forget it. Otherwise, like you'll be haunted for the rest of the week. Um, <laughs> if I'm if, if I'm sort of at the end of the block and I can see my apartment, then I might just repeat it in my head over and over again until I'm through the door and then I'll write it down. But um, yeah, usually just, you know, a, a phrase or something will be able to jog my memory after that. Um, and, you know, oftentimes it might just be something um, that doesn't need to be memorized, but that is uh, a sort of missing link of a, of a, of a chain that kind of I discover while, while running. And so I might say like, oh, I should contact this person or sort of convinces me to kind of push a project along in a different way. Um, so yeah, it, it's the, the benefits. I wish I could sort of quantify them because I think it's, it kind of affects everything um, outside of the immediate like loop that I'm doing um, in the park. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that that's one of the things that, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you've, you, you, you've run at some point in your life probably. And uh, yeah, I mean, that feeling of just like having a clear head and having, you know, feeling like, you know, like you said, the words just come to you or just feeling like you're just kind of cleansed in some way through a run, right? Whether it was like a great run or a crap run, right? Like you just feel like, okay, that was my reset button. And now I'm ready to, to take on whatever I need to take a break from before. Um, and that's, that's just, it's like, it's superpower, I think. Um, which is yes. Really cool. Well, Carrie, you've been awesome. It's been so fun to hear from you um, because I love reading your words, as you can tell. So it's fun to to hear talk to you and get your take on all these different things. So I, it, you, you're not racing anymore. Is that kind of is that the story you're telling yourself these days? Um. Yeah. That's well. I didn't race for a couple of for a couple of years. I mean, I you know a race here or there, but uh, it just it didn't become it was no longer like the the thing that I was like aiming for, you know, cause I would, I would sort of train for something. Basically I would like, this is what I do with, with creative projects too, like find the deadline and then work backwards from there. So if I had a 
10 mile race, like in a couple of months, like I would obviously like have to be trained up for that. Um, and then if I wasn't signed up for races, then that's, I found myself not, not running as much. So now that I've sort of established like a streak, I'm probably just going to try to run a mile a day until it becomes logistically impossible, uh, to, and, you know, running with, um, friends or actually like talking with friends on the phone and running uh, is is something new that I'm trying with a friend who I used to run with in person. Um, so I, I've sort of come up with some other um, habits and, and structures to build running back into my life. But I did just see that there's a race, I think, this weekend in Central Park. So I might do it. Who knows? Um, maybe after after this podcast, I've been encouraged in that way, too. So, uh, you know, I'm missing that that feeling of the, the finish line and being surrounded by all the the people who have worked so hard to get there, I think is is something that we all miss right now, but um, I'll be definitely glad to get back to it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, happy new year. Here's to many happy miles to you in, um, in 2021 and um, looking forward to, to reading some more from you. So take care of Kara. Thank you so much. I'm off for a run right now. <laughs> okay. Have fun. Thanks. Thanks.